Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio from River Road Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is brought to you by the Herbal Nerd Society. The Herbal Nerd Society is a collection of really awesome, cool people. Really? You always <laughs> they really say are. that. I, think, I always I think say, you say that. Awesome and cool. It's so funny you, you say that every time. Because they are. They're really cool people. Yes, I we love the Herbal Nerd Society. I, I appreciate them because they keep us on our toes and they make me a better um, web person. I get that all the time. So mm-hmm. They make me smile. You know, they and they help us. They, they support this, which in turn supports us to do this. So yeah. Yeah. it's a nice, uh, it's, nice it's, give and take. It's a, our little exclusive club that that we have that is $4.99 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get exclusive articles. People have said several times, well, I tried to read your article, but it, it said I had to be a member. Like that one did. Yeah. yeah. So you might want to become a member, sweetheart, because you, clearly you know what you're missing here, don't you? Yeah. So, but that helps us pay our bills. And it's a really cheap way to, to get an herbal education. I can tell you that. You ain't going to get that somewhere else. Too right. Yeah. Too right. All right. And Hunter Creation, graphic design and website designers, putting your marketing ideas to life, whether that's business cards or brochures or a rocking new website, they can help you out. Contact them at huntercreation.com. Get healthy now with Candice. Get healthy now with Candice is my clinical herbal practice. I work with folks near and far. I can do distance consults using... um, Zoom. Zoom, Zoom meetings. Zoom. 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 Zoom, Zoom meetings. And um, yeah, if you're looking for help and inspiration and would like to get healthy, give me a call. Right on. All right. Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is an integrated health free clinic right here in Lane County, Oregon. Uh, we are a 501c3. And we are located at 1717 Centennial Suites 4 and 7. And you can donate to us any any time because we are uh, – our, we'll give you a tax receipt. And check us out at occupy-medical.org. Ace High Heat Graphics. Custom and printed uh, T-shirts or hats, any kind of apparel. You want to put your logo or message on something for your group or organization, they can help you out. Contact them at acehighheatgraphics.com. And Sierra Lupe Herbal, herbal Consulting. Consulting is my own little herbal thing. And uh, I also do um, uh, distance and in-tone consulting. And my specialty is on chronic illnesses. And I work with uh, medication. And uh, uh, it's just kind of fun to do. So that's what I do. There you have it. So how do you get a hold of me? You go Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting at gmail.com. All right. Don't forget that we're on the social networks. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Yes. We at the we hashtag are. the Back to Herbalist. Plus we already have an Instagram page as well. Uh, I believe we are on the Twitter. We are we on are on the Twitter. We are the Twitterist. Yes. Uh, yes, we are on we Twitter are. as well. So if you want to reach out to us, we are there and we will join in in conversations. I know, Sue, you're really active on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like the podcast and have been a long-time listener or first-time listener and really like it, nothing helps us out better than a review. Yes, please send us a review. We would yeah. love to hear more. All right, with all that, it's time for the show. So as the show is 175 Herb Lab, I was talking about Jamie Sikowski, our um, border herbalist, if you will. And we discuss, we're going to discuss a whole bunch of herbs that help with um, 
protecting your borders. And later on in the show, we're going to discuss um, apple cider vinegar. So now, uh, without further ado, now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Susie Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Susie Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> we're so good at starting things. I, 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 I want to remind people we're, what we're doing here is our herb lab. Jamie, she's she a great was, guest. She was absolutely delightful. I had no idea mm-hmm. what was going coming with that interview. That was the strangest interview for me. Really? Yeah, well, because you, you sent had. us this press release and we're like, Okay, I know that this is an issue, and I know that it's about in the, the news, border. About yeah, the border and yeah. There's this. This press- is very political, and this is not us. Right. There's this press release about people being tear gassed at the border because they were refugees and wanted to cross, and it was absolutely heinous. And I'm like, okay, Sue, what's this? And you're like, oh, and this herbalist I know, Jamie, was there. I'm like, oh. Okay. I did not say it that <laughs> it was, way. That was all you gave me. Yeah, there was not a lot to go on. In fact, when oh. we said, no, we're not going to do that, you were like, no, we've got well, to do it. We've got are. to because she's an herbalist and she was there. And, and I'm like, oh, well, you didn't tell us that she was an herbalist. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. But she turned out to be absolutely wonderful. And yep. I'm so glad that we did get a chance to talk to her. So I, I'm not complaining. It was just. It was like walking in absolutely cold for an interview with no idea even where she was from. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even know that she was, you know, lived in Jersey and then then showed up in California. You know, I I have no clue. Well, (laughs) it worked out anyway. I I remember talking about her a lot. No, you you said small things about her, but nothing that would have inferred that this is what this was her. You yeah, put and, it together, and okay. there was no yeah. you know connection. And you do that a lot to us. I think you have an inner dialogue. Yeah, that yeah. You think you tell us things, and then they did. They just <laughs> yeah, no. And I do know a lot of Jamies. I have a cousin mm-hmm. named Jamie too. Oh, a lot ah. of Jamies in my life. Well, this is another great Jamie. She is. And being on the border and doing herbal first aid on the border, on the Mexican side, it sounds like mm-hmm. quite the adventure. I mean, she was oh, nervous, but ready to go back. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's impressive. Wow. Well, I think that listening to her about her um, stumbling into herbalism mm-hmm. yeah. and then just the way she learned it uh, made it easier for her to say, well, we're just going to go. We're just going to do it. Yep. Yeah. Where someone that might be more established might say, well, there's too much risk. It's not enough rules. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, so it's that scary. might have been. There's it's no scary. doors. You know, and it <laughs> comes chair. back down. And <laughs> it made me think about our previous <laughs> show about licensure and then the herb lab about licensure and what it meant. And it's like, well, you know, this is another situation where, you know, self-taught herbalist for years. And then she put it into a somewhat practicing trauma down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was, but she wasn't you know, licensed to do it, but she did it mm-hmm. and she wow. went and she made a difference in people's lives. Yeah. And, and yeah. she's going through, um, EMT, official EMT training. Oh, she's doing that? Yeah. Yep. 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 So she's, she's got her pieces together and I know she's. Oh no, she's part of the system. <laughs> we all are. We're all little cogs in that system. I liked hearing some of the herbs that she was working with. I want to learn a little bit more about pedicularis. It's mm-hmm. an herb that I've heard come up a few times. I haven't, I I don't personally have connection with it yet, but mm-hmm. it sounds interesting. Yeah, we use it in our clinic. We have we have a different 
species that she uses. Yeah. Um, we have elephant's head and parrot's beak. Those are those yeah. are uh, particularities around here. And I have seen it blooming before, but I've n- I have never ever harvested it myself. Right. The stuff that we have, it's because Howie Howie School, the Columbine School mm-hmm. of Botanical Studies. They he takes the students out, and that's one of the ones that they have harvested. And then people have this mason jar, right? <laughs> and they're just like, yes. I don't know what to do with this. So he's yeah. been persuading people. Well, if you don't know what to do with your remaining tincture, then yeah. donate it to Occupy Medical. Yeah, I've got like a little half ounce bottle that um, you gave me actually uh-huh. a couple of years ago that was elephant's head. Yep. And it wasn't even labeled particularis. It took me a long time to, to realize. put the two together. Like, yeah. Head. Yeah. So it's one that I'm interested in learning more about. Yeah. Well, we use it for people that are really anxious, mm-hmm. for people that feel very oppressed and they're having a hard time kind of getting their spine straight again yeah. and walking with um, confidence and pride. Yeah. Um, which sounds... Uh, Kind of vague, yeah. but um, it, it's when you're dealing with anxiety. Though honestly, mm-hmm. that is us. That people who are dealing who have anxiety, they will recognize that. Yeah, I mean, we are a tribe of people, and we understand these vague <laughs> yeah. things because they aren't actually vague. They're very, very clear and descriptive about the experience. Because mm-hmm. anxiety comes with so many. It's like a rainbow of experiences. Mm-hmm. And each approach into or each facet of anxiety that people deal with, it's all different. Yeah. So recognizing which which type of anxiety and which herbs are for which ones is really, really key. Mm-hmm. And it's another one of those herbs that we're really careful about for harvesting mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily one that at least I personally know of is grown on a farm. It's a yeah. wildcrafted herb right. in general. So uh, that... That always gives me pause. Yeah, it's that one. Like Osha, she talked about working mm-hmm. with that one too. And that's another one that I personally haven't used much in part because I don't wildcraft it myself. I don't do tend to go out and, and do a lot of wildcrafting, especially if things, if I, if I did, I would, if I, ones like Osha have been told that it's a, an endangered species or an at-risk species. Mm-hmm. So it's one that I'm unlikely, I might make a relationship with it, but I'm unlikely to harvest it for any use or if I did for, it'll be just like a one little ounce worth of tincture bottle to right. make for very special specifics. Like you have a yeah. really horrible, horrible cough and you really need right. to clear that stuff out of your lungs. Right. Yeah, it's it's a... Uh, it is one of those herbs that I do not like the smell of at all. I don't like the smell. Mm-hmm. I don't like the taste. Uh, it's like seems to me like a combination of onions and dog poop. Ew, that's nasty. <laughs> it is nasty. But some people think, oh, I just love the yeah. smell, and I could roll in it. And I guess I'm not a bear because bears yeah. will dig it up and they'll roll around in it. So yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not a bear. The medicine usually that's right for you usually somehow will taste good or right to you. Mm. I mean, it might not be a pleasant taste, but it'll be a taste that you know it's right, mm. you know. Um, but the, yeah, that you were talking about yeah, the harvesting and yeah. being proper. Yeah, it's harvesting. one, OSHA is one that I haven't used much because again, it's, I know it's not a, a abundant herb and it's not farmed yet. Yep. 
And there's so. lots of other substitutions. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. You know, if you wanna if you wanna dry up those sinuses, then horseradish. Oh yeah, right. You know, that'll yeah. Horseradish followed by a good black tea chaser. There you go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you got crud in your in your lungs, mm-hmm. um, then and depending on the situation, but there's there's a lot of other things that will clear crud out of your lungs, including lobelia. Yeah, um, yeah, which, lobelia is a really good one for that. And you don't have to use very much, no. tiny, tiny bit. No, it's really fabulous for that. Uh, then, the, of course, we have elecampane for coughs in general, both yes. upper respiratory infections and lower respiratory infections. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. yeah, I've used it. I've used it. Yeah, I've used all of the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have we have lots and lots of options. Yeah. So there's no reason to get something that is in a delicate place. Right. Well, the one that I thought was kind of fun that she brought up was Jamaican dogwood. Oh, yes. I yeah. I learned about that one for the first time in the um, at year two years ago now in the American Herbalist Guild conference. Oh, there really? Was, uh, one of the herbalists there was talking about formulas, and that was one of the ones that was in several of her formulas. And I thought, well, gosh, let me try that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I added that to my um, the formula that I use for pain, which is really simple, meadow sweet, willow bark, and and now Jamaican dogwood and cramp, cramp bark. Oh. And I've found that those have been really particularly tasty and effective for uh, menstrual cramps, mm, which, right. you know, normally you don't think of any of those as being tasty, right? right. But for me, when I found with the menstrual cramp issue, that, that's been helpful. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. been fun. That's quite a combination of of uh, pungent herbs. Yes, mm-hmm. lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I I really appreciate Jamaican dogwoods analgesic properties. Mm-hmm. However, it's very difficult to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. So in my like, it's not a weed that grows around here, right? In the area yes. that I live in, it's something that yeah. always has to be imported. Yeah. So far. Yeah, there, yeah, maybe there's a, a farm out there that's growing it, but I, I'm leery about it because I don't want to get st- stuck without it. You know, right, right. Oh, I've been into it. It's one of the ones that I've used from. I've ordered it from Mountain Rose right. Herbs, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not pushing co- any specific company. They just happen to be one that I know is really adamant about not over harvesting and about choosing quality and choosing mm-hmm. carefully so responsible yeah. yeah they they're expensive but mm-hmm. i'm when it comes to ones like that i'm like well you know i'm, I'm not growing it myself i'm not going to go try to wildcraft it i'm certainly not going to go to some southern state to try and wildcraft right it. so you just order yeah. it sometimes yep. you just order it yeah yeah but it's it's another one of those herbs to kind of keep an eye on and I, yeah. I don't know any, I've never seen it bloom. I've never, I don't, I couldn't recall in my head what the plant looks like, but right. I know it's a part of a lot of our analgesic um, tincture blends yeah. at the clinic. So it works great. Yeah. 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 Well, definitely one that I can understand why she would, why she, why Jamie would use that with all the pain and suffering that she sees in the border. Oh yeah. People escaping those the torment that they have in, in Central America and trying to make a better life elsewhere sure. and then being yeah. turned back. That's even more, Yeah, you just get there. You right. start getting there oh, and then someone says, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't think you're suffering enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, poor yeah. people. 
We're not laughing at their pain. We're no. just, like, oh, what can you do but laugh? I mean, <sighs> the situation is is not acceptable, right. and it's embarrassing. It's a country that we're not helping more, frankly. Yeah. But we'll get there. You know, uh, the the one that I found interesting was she talked about how much elderberry syrup she was passing out. Yeah, I did not expect that. It makes sense. I mean, it's a boundary issue, and elderberry syrup is all about boundaries on so many levels. So it uh, made a hundred percent service or yeah. sense to me. You yeah. have said that before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, in my mind, it just I. I tend to put things in little tiny boxes as I have a little tiny brain. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that, but I mean, you think about, just think about the science behind elderberry. What does it help your cells do? Well, it takes the flu virus out. It helps your cells strengthen their own cell walls. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. They strengthen their boundaries. Yep. And when their boundaries are strong, the flu cells, the flu Viruses aren't as able to attack them and succeed, Uh which gives the white blood cells more time to destroy them and get rid of them, Mm -hmm. which are also what do white blood cells do? They protect your boundaries. Sure. So even at a cellular level, elderberry is all about boundaries. Yeah. And when you start looking back at traditional uses and all of that, it's associated with what? Gateway of the fairy realm, right? So it's like you should see Sue's face. Brain exploding. Oh, that was awesome. Her whole expression just wow. <laughs> yeah, well, keep so, going. Keep so, going. Yeah, yeah, so the elder the elder tree is about the boundary between, you know, the fairy worlds and our world and and you pass through that gateway if you want to Go play with the fairies, which is dangerous, and you can get stuck there, so you yeah. might not want to. But either way, Elder is a protector of that boundary and won't allow those through who are not ready. So, you know, it's a boundary plant. Yeah. And so the fact that she's bringing it down to help heal people who are fleeing problems in their own countries, mm-hmm. crossing many boundaries and borders and trying to cross into our country and are being you know, hurt on the way. I mean, it makes sense that she would be sharing elderberry syrup with them. Yeah. Well, elderberry Mm. syrup is pretty yummy. Yeah. I I rarely have any trouble getting patient compliance when I offer that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It tastes delicious. It sure does. And we have a recipe on our website if people are interested in that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I, you know, another one that she talked about that, that, uh, um, I've heard talked about as a boundary thing is Hawthorne. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a heart healer and it's also a boundary plan. Mm -hmm. Yep. And of course there's nothing but heartbreak when you're leaving your home under duress. Yes. Yes. So that makes total sense. Uh, Rose. Rose. Same thing. I don't even, I, I, I don't use that in my. That's also a heart healer and it helps. It works on like the, um, Emotional, spiritual, psychological level, like rose petals are really good for folks who are struggling with anxiety and depression that's sort of intermixed, where they've got anxieties about what's happening, but this sorrow that they can't fully release, like grief. Mm -hmm. So rose petals help. I mean, 
the hips, of course, mm-hmm. are also yeah. helpful, but I, I include see. the rose petals in, in mixes like that. Often folks who are struggling with digestive issues that are connected to anxiety and depression hmm. could use a little rose. Isn't that kind of astringent? The petals are less so. I mean, uh-huh. it is overall, yeah. Okay. Which is, you know, helps tighten your boundaries. Yeah. I've, I've made rose honey. Mm-hmm. That was and, really good. Yeah, and that, yeah. there's a recipe for that too on the site. But um, I guess I wasn't necessarily thinking of it as anything but a fancy way to get vitamin C into my life by adding rose <laughs> honey into my my tea. Yeah, but it was also, it's a good, it's a heart healer. Huh. Yeah, it works on other levels. It's not like rose and hawthorn together are a really good heart healer you yeah. know, with helping to ease blood pressure, you know, bring it down a little bit right. and, and yeah. you know, help the body, help the circulatory system relax. And at the same time, help, they both help to heal the um, emotional wounding mm-hmm. that might be there or the emotional tensions that might be there. Mm-hmm. I, I love that anything that's high in vitamin C, vitamin C is a precursor mm-hmm. to collagen which yeah. is the wound healing. So I guess on a yeah. more symbolic level, and, and, uh, then that would also translate. Yeah. And Hawthorne has a lot of pectin, which is also sure. good for healing. You bet. Yeah. It's great for healing that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, and Hawthorne is traditionally in Chinese medicine used as a gut healer or digestive system. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm betting in part it has to do with the um, healing of the, the pectin and all of that mm. helps with the digestive system. But that also you think about when your heart is upset and you're dealing with grief, how often do you feel like your digestion's really spot on, working great? Oh, if I'm grieving, I don't eat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when you're dealing with those kinds of emotions that are really hard on your heart, they also cause problems with your stomach and your digestion. They mess up with your, mess your appetite up. They'll prevent you from absorbing really well. Mm-hmm. You know, people gain weight or lose weight excessively when they're dealing with emotional heartbreak and yeah. grief. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that was some good stuff. And then uh, fire cider. Yeah, sure. that was awesome to hear her say she was bringing fire cider down. Oh, yeah. I mean, talk about, oh, just especially with the the free fire cider trial coming up and all of that. There's part of me that's like, oh, my God, that's all linked. We've got to get our government yep. to realize fire cider is not a trademark. Mm-hmm. It's an, a healing modality. It's a tool, yep. you know. Yeah, and it's something that I I love that people are using it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fabulous to have in in the clinic. Any rest it, now it, nowadays it's respiratory distress, and people have you know their sinuses. People that live inside, people that live outside, whatever yeah. their sinuses are just inflamed, and throwing fire cider at them is easy peasy. Yeah, it can help really get things moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when people are saying, "Well, I don't, I don't know about this herb thing," like, well, just put a drop of fire cider on your on your hand, and then lick it off, and tell me what what kind, what does, how does this feel for you? And they're like, "Oh, wow, yeah. that certainly has an effect." Yes, it does. Yeah. So you notice that you need a tissue for your nose. What What do you think this is going to do for you? And they <laughs> fill in the blanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they sure do. So nobody yeah. argues about 
the importance of garlic or anything that's in fire cider. Well, except for apparently apple cider vinegar. People apparently have been starting to argue about this, whether it's good or not. Oh. Patrick shared an article with us earlier this month Yeah, um, on the evils of the, the evil, the fears. What was it? It was from The Insider, I yeah. think. It's called From The Insider. The title of the article is Four Dangerous Things Drinking Apple Cider Vinegar Every Day Can Do to Your Body. In two ways it can help. Oh, yeah. two ways it can help. I admit. Janakai Jichotivizit. Uh, so um, there you go. I, I admit that I found this. I found it irritating. I was irritated with this article. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it comes down to you know, like everything else, moderation. I think what yeah. it was examining where people were thinking, you know, like all people do, it's the it's the panacea. It'll cure everything, right? right. And then they take gobs of it and gobs of it, and then they have side effects from it that, on a normal, moderate consumption basis you'd never see right i mean this article is talking about people um burning basically you know wrecking their teeth right because the enamel is being stripped off because of the acid so you're dr- they're drinking a lot of it a yeah. real lot of it for this to happen or right. esophageal issues or mm-hmm. um stomach issues and uh, uh bone loss because you know the acid your, your body it's always trying to be in balance and it will pull wherever it can right. to put your body in balance. So right. if it has to pull from bone, it's going to pull from bone. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that frustrated me with it was it seemed like it was a lot of scary scare tactics and then absolutes. Like one of the quotes is, quote, never drink vinegar straight. It's a potent acid that can be dangerous if aspirated, may cause burns to the tender tissue of the mouth and esophagus and can lead to tooth erosion, end quote. The quote came from uh, Ellie Krager, mm-hmm. apparently, who is a registered dietitian and food network personality. I don't know who Ellie is, and I don't know whether the quote was taking out, taken out of context or not, but the idea that you should never drink vinegar straight seemed ridiculous to me. <laughs> I've done that many times. Yep, and, and I would also suggest to you that, you know, water can also be dangerous if aspirated, as Definitely. could whiskey. Yes. So does that mean I should never take whiskey not straight? I can't have it straight up anymore? I'm sorry. I mean, it's over. But... but Whiskey doesn't have – it's not the acid part. That's what they're, they're talking but about. But aspirated means if, if you, you inhale it. it. In, if you breathe in water, you're drowning. Yeah, so if don't be doing that. And if you breathe in you know? whiskey, it's you definitely going to be you causing You always go on these comparative things that are so extreme and almost like a straw man argument every time that you do that. This well, is a extreme statement. This is, it is extreme. And to say you shouldn't yeah. take it straight – I mean, is she talking about a giant glass of it? Because just taking a spoonful straight is, is fabulous. And and, mm-hmm. and at the same time, apple cider vinegar or any of the vinegars, the balsamic or whatever, after you have a, a little chaser of that, you, you throw back some water. Yeah. You rinse it out. Sure. If you are just drinking a cup of apple cider vinegar, you're going to have some problems. That could so be. don't be doing problems. that. And that's right. what they were. That's, that's what exactly, she's saying yeah. is that these are drinking large amounts straight over and over and over again. Right. Not a tablespoon, not diluted in water, not, yep. you know, right. all these other things. And she's absolutely There are people that I have talked to that have sat down and said, the thing that you're doing is fabulous if you can tone it down like. 40 to 60%. Right. You know, that yeah. I, I, 
but I yeah. saw on the internet that this thing is supposed to heal me, but not the way you're doing it. <laughs> right? Not, yes. You yes. know, you really... Yeah. And apple cider vinegar is one of those things. I had a conversation with uh, a visitor to the clinic and they were just like, ah, oh, but boy, my stomach hurts all the time. Well, sugar pie, Yeah. the be- reason is because you haven't had solid food in four days. Yeah, that would not be good for you. Yeah, yeah. you got to... You got to use it in moderation. You got to use it as as part of the recipe mm-hmm. for your good health. Yeah. And recipes have lots of ingredients. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So it, that was the thing that was irritating me about the the article, the way it was written. I walked away feeling like, oh, apple cider vinegar isn't safe. We shouldn't take it. And mm-hmm. I think that's really not helpful because that's really untrue apple cider vinegar is actually quite healthful it's very helpful well it it does help reduce and control blood sugar Mm -hmm. Um, that's a big thing that it does and it also can help regulate cholesterol cholesterol levels which is another great thing um but there's no evidence that it that it really helps with weight loss other than tangentially by helping your um you know stomach and digestive system be more acidic well it can help apple cider vinegar used properly can help improve your digestion. And some people who are struggling with excess weight are doing so or having the problem because they are malnourished and their body's natural reaction to malnutrition is to pack on as much fat as possible Mm -hmm. because, oh my God, we don't know whether we're going to keep eating. And when you you say malnourished, you're talking about not having good enough food. Yeah. They're not having good, their nutrition isn't great. And their nutrition may be quality. Yeah. And their nutrition may be, they might even be eating the best vegetables or whatever, but because their body isn't well balanced, it's not absorbing. Mm -hmm. And if it's not absorbing, then the reaction first reaction is to start gaining weight for some people, not mm-hmm. for everybody. Right. But so it could help with weight loss by just improving your digestion. As part of the plan. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. chug a lugging white yeah. vinegar is not, not the way to go. No. <laughs> chug a lugging any vinegar is not the right. way to go. And yeah. typically when I've when I've seen it used as a um really as a digestive aid or as a part of good digestion on a daily basis, it's like one or two tablespoons and it can be incorporated into things like your salad dressing right. or added to your soup or, mm-hmm. you know, as a shrub. Sure. You know, there's no reason why you should be drinking a cup of straight apple cider vinegar a day. That's excessive. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That is a lot. That would be hard- hardcore. But yeah. The I'm glad that the article was offering some instead of just saying there's people that are overdoing it and therefore we're going to overreact. Right. Which was that's part of the thing that you were irritated about. Yeah. And I also found that irritating. But they did say, well, it can help with these things. Yeah. And they just just kind of got on the very they tippy edge of it. some of the good things. Yeah, they skimmed that it can it. do. Yeah. yeah. There's but, a lot more that they didn't really dive into. And um people that are Herbal Nerd Society members have the opportunity in February 2019 to uh, view our articles about apple cider vinegar as part of a health regime. So, yeah, because apple cider vinegar is the herb of the month. It's the herb of the month. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's an odd one, but we decided to choose that in light of the fire cider. Mm-hmm. And in, 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 in people going to talk yeah. about it, we need to have education about it. Yep. 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 That's our policy. That's our Jiminy Jam. All right, then. I guess with that, put an herb on it.
The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.